Hello, everyone, and welcome to Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, September 21st, 2021. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense and give opinions from a secular point of view. If you would like to join in on our conversation, you can go to our uh, Patreon page and sign up, and that will allow you to chat with us directly while we record on Discord, Tuesday nights right around 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Or if you can't do that, you can post something on our Facebook page or tweet to us at Profane Arg. Uh, this week we'll be covering, well, several things, but a new version of Mormonism. Ooh. And more horrible things. Mm. Uh, but first, a few follow-ups or a couple news things. I, I wanted to mention, I saw this, Al Franken is coming back into uh, the public. He is doing a tour. Um, I forget what it's called. It's like the, uh, it's called the only former U.S. Senator currently on tour tour. <laughs> <laughs> so he is actually getting back into comedy and he is doing, I, I think it's like a stand up tour. Um, and he is going to be talking about his former peers, senators, uh, such as Mitch McConnell, Chuck Grassley, Lindsey Graham, Tom Coburn. And Bernie Sanders, Dianne Feinstein, Charles Schumer, like... All your faves. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Uh, always like Al Franken, so... It should be. I listen I listen to Al's podcast. It's pretty good. Hmm. I didn't know he had a podcast. Yeah, I think he does like one a week or something like that. Usually interviews somebody. Yeah. Well, that might be interesting. I, yeah. yeah, I didn't know that he had one either. Everybody has a podcast. Well, that's true. So thought that would be uh, good. You know, check it out. See if he's coming anywhere near you. Uh, I'd I'd like to support him again because I think he got a really raw deal. Oh yeah. Hey, he saved us from Roy Moore. So thanks, Al. Probably so the true. next thing I have is I have to admit that uh, I was really wrong. The uh, the rally on the 18th <laughs> really fizzled out way more than I expected. Yeah. Apparently, Trump actually uh, somehow I don't know on some website or I don't know where he. I don't know where he posts anything anymore, um, but apparently he said that uh, he thought it was it was a trap to get people to uh, to go there, but not like a trap for them. He thought it was a trap for him, that no matter wh- how many people showed up or what happened, he would be blamed for it. And so, you know, that, that they're out to get him. But apparently a bunch of uh, the the online Oath Keepers and uh, the, the they thought that, yeah, this was a trap, like they were way more law enforcement officers um so yeah they just didn't go so like fewer than 100 people showed up yeah joe biden was setting up the honey pot for him get out there the honey trap (laughs) well it makes me think of you know the reason we can't wear shoes on on airplanes anymore i know that's a bit of a weird stretch but stay with me i mean one guy had had a bomb in his shoe and now we can't you know where go to the airport without taking our shoes off first until they come up with something new which I doubt they're going to be able to do. We're ready for them. There, there's. I, I think that you can't just do the same thing again and expect it to succeed. We we know this game. The police were there. There was more media there than there were protesters. The question is, can they come up with something new that we're not expecting? I think it's just that they're bored, and no Donald Trump doesn't really excite anybody, so nobody came. I, Donald Trump wasn't there, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he yeah, wasn't no there, drama. so they're like, they're like, eh. Also, I like what Bill Maher said, that it's finally come full circle, that their paranoia 
made them mm. paranoid of their paranoia festival. <laughs> <laughs> True. I suppose that's a good point. But yeah, nothing came of it, and I think that's a good thing. I'm actually ups- I'm let down. I was expecting some carnage, and uh, nothing. Oh, yeah, like four of them were arrested. That was about as, as exciting as it got. Yeah. A couple of them were arrested because they were armed while they were there, so there were a few that were on board with actually doing what they, were, they said they were doing. Yeah, ready to go, but... But, like, two. <laughs> so I'm telling you, I think Trumpism is, uh, at least amongst the people, kind of just waning. Well, he, he, you know, he gave a positive shout-out to vaccines. That was a big no-no. He didn't show up yeah, for but- this. That was a big no-no. Right, and they've... they've- Deplatformed him, and they deplatformed yeah, him. It's out of sight, out of mind. I mean, listen, the right. guy was in on the news every day for four years, and they just ate it up. Now it's like, eh, yeah, I liked him. I'd vote for him again, but they don't like it if you shit on him. No, definitely not. They still, yeah, that still gets them going. It's still their team. Way too many Republicans with high percentage still follow everything that he says. But yeah, I think the deplatforming has reduced the. It's reduced the impact that he's had, so that's good. Yeah. Um, next thing I have, Gavin Newsom uh, survived his recall vote uh, rather handily. Yeah, I was yeah. more than survived. He trounced it. <laughs> yeah, what Trampled. was it, like 66%, 64%, yeah. something like that? So yep. that's good. At least, you know, we haven't lost California to uh, Republicans yet. And surprisingly, even though questioned before the uh, the vote, Larry Elder... But I kept asking, will you accept the results of the election? Kept saying, you know, well, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't, don't you want to have voter integrity and all that, you know, that, that rhetoric yeah, of, right. uh, you know, wouldn't answer the question, uh, accepted the results because it was so large. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I'm not fighting this on bullshit fake election fraud. <laughs> well, except the fact that he, you know, a website went up before the polls even closed. That was, you know, it was a sham. It was, you know, election fraud. I think it disappeared mm-hmm. pretty quick after, but they were they had the website ready to rock and roll. So, oh yeah, but like I'm saying, like the number was just so high that they were like, Ugh. okay, fine, <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a little, it, this wasn't a squeaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's good to know that uh, California is safe and the Senate is definitely safe. Yeah. Yeah, that's good because yeah. Diane Feinstein she cannot be lasting that much longer. No, she hasn't been much in the media recently. I don't think she's well. Yeah, eighty-eight years old. Jeez. Yeah. What are you doing? It's money. Oh, she's she's not a good Democrat. Don't <laughs> sure, but I don't I don't I don't understand why why work past when you have to work. Why not go enjoy your life? Work is not life. Money. I don't know, apparently, to her, it is. Right. There's no way she is still in need of money. But as we have discussed, it's never enough. Right. Well, sh- sure, but what about time? I mean. And they have forget- all the time off in the world. <laughs> well, they the have a lot of time not- off. Yeah, it is not that hard. But yeah, but retirement is 100% of time off, and you've got plenty of money. So it, it's just, I don't understand it. It's so weird. I mean, are we under the impression that the Senate, like, puts, like, a full day of work in? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, it's not money, it's power. I'll, I'll buy that Jeff argument. <laughs> Remember when Diane Feinstein yelled at those little girls? <laughs> no. Yeah, they, they were asking her about the Green New Deal. <laughs> she was, she's like, you don't even know what you're talking about. She said no. to the little girl. <laughs> to a little, like a, a young girl? They were like eight years old. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> of course they don't know what they're talking about. They're eight. <laughs> right. <laughs> All 
All right. Uh, next thing that I have a follow up, uh, the Texas abortion stuff. So <laughs> it started. It's already begun. Uh, there was a doctor, Alan Braid, physician in San Antonio, who basically said, look, I know that uh, I know what's coming. So I'm still going to do my job. I'm going to uh, go through with the abortion. And uh, I'm I know I'm putting myself on the line, but I just this is, you know, I can't not help women when I when I have the chance. And uh, he's uh, so he performed abortions and there are now lawsuits against him. Yeah, the, f the first two were from people not in the state. Which <laughs> some disgraced Arkansas lawyer was one of them. I forget what the other one was. Disgraced Arkansas. I don't know if this is the same guy, but there is a guy in Arkansas. The, the plaintiff in one of them is serving a federal sentence <laughs> at home. Uh, he has no connection to abortion, really, at, as an issue. He filed the claim not because of his strongly held views, but because of the $10,000 reward. Penalty. That's yeah. exactly when questioned. That's what he was told, or that's what he said. I'm thinking about putting a deck on my house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How does he have cause to, well, I mean, that's the thing. That's, the law provides him with the cause to sue. Otherwise, he right. doesn't have cause to sue. Now, that's going to be the big question, I guess. Hey. So, I mean, it's it's already started, and there are countersuits going on. Um, there is a, a suit filed from a man in Chicago who is asking the state court to strike down the abortion law as being invalid. Mm. Um, so things are coming in from all over the place, like everybody's getting – Trying to get a piece of this in some way, and you've got uh, you've got the anti-choice people trying to make a big deal of it, saying that you know this guy specifically did the abortions because he wants he wants this to go to the Supreme Court. Well, no, he was they were actually already scheduled before this was passed. He's just doing his job. Mm. Also, both can be true. Sure. Well, I suppose that's true. He, he could be like, hey, I, these women wanted abortions and I gave them. And if it brings me notoriety and strikes down this law, Billy. let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Department of Justice, the United States Department of Justice has sued Texas over this law at this point. So, Well, it's utterly ridiculous. And it, at least this time, if it goes back to the Supreme Court, there is like there are things on the line. There's, there is a victim. Like we've said before, sometimes the Supreme Court just takes the line that, well, there's no active victim, so there's nothing to really rule on, which is just – it's just dumb that you have to wait until somebody is, is you know, in that kind of situation before you can make a decision about whether something's constitutional, mm. um, which is not the real reason. We know that there are enough people on the Supreme Court who are trying to overturn right. Roe v. Wade, and they're just waiting for the right time. Speaking of which, there is another case that is going to be heard in, I think it's December, Mississippi, I think. Their unconstitutional ban on abortion is going to be heard by the Supreme Court. And it's not an, it's not the, uh, you know, a weird Texas law. It's a, you know, we're just banning it and we're going directly against Roe v. Wade. They're going to hear that one in December. So it's, this year is going to be interesting for abortion rights in this country. Yeah. Interesting as it'll mark the end of them, or interesting something else? Interesting as, yeah, it's probably going to mark the end of them, but it will be state-based. So it'll it'll mark the end of the accessibility of abortion in Southern and Christian states, but not in, you know, the secular states. So it's going to be a hodgepodge across the country. So all of them? Uh, I think California will survive. New York will survive. There will be some others. We might survive. Maybe. Right. 
Pennsylvania, there's a 50-50 shot. We do. We have a really progressive legislature here no. in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I was no more talking about the governor, and I, I, I yeah. understand what's going on in our state Senate. but Yeah. Right. They'll just pass a law during some low-key primary <laughs> that says the governor can't decide anything unless he's a Republican, and it'll pass with like 70% of the vote. The yeah. state sucks ass. It's not as bad as some others, but yeah, it's not great. No, it's not. I agree. At least we're not but, Mississippi. Well, yeah, I'm always happy about that. Cool. <laughs> There's a couple saw, other states you'll you'll put put on the list further down, but <laughs> I saw that if Mississippi were its own country, that they would be number two per capita in COVID deaths and uh, people who have contracted it. Yeah. Wow. Oh wow! In the world, second only to the country of Alabama, or I, well, I don't know what the other what the in this scenario only Mississippi is its own country. Uh, th- okay. I think it was Peru. It was some. It was a South American country, I think Peru. I saw Jake Tapper present this to the governor of mm. Mississippi, to which he was like, "So what?" <laughs> <laughs> Not quite those words, but th- that meaning, yes. Yeah, I mean, he was like, "Yeah, whatever, freedom. man. You know, we freedom, got a little freedom, more freedom. than the re- than the rest of the country, but you know." And he's like, "He's like, I can't believe you're throwing this these facts and figures at me." And Jake was like, "I'm talking about dead Mississippians. Yeah, what I'm talking about." <laughs> I would think you would care. But evidently you don't. And Jake, Jake's question was about what are you going to change so that this, you know, this trend changes and got no answer. Lots and lots of words for 20 minutes, but no answer. Well, so he's a good politician. But the dead voter question is always an interesting one because they're killing off their own constituents. Right. In droves. Someone yeah. must have done the math that there's X number of dead voters is still better than losing X amount of voter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Well, although they, they although Republicans do seem to like to shoot themselves in the foot though, because even like remember with the mail in voting, they're like, mail in voting's horrible, and we're like, most of your people mail in vote. Right. <laughs> the over sixty five crowd. <laughs> it's the over sixty five crowd that's taken the brunt of co- of COVID, regardless of vaccinated or not. Yeah. And you've convinced them the vaccines are ele- are are evil or you know, are somehow wi- you know, a- against God. <laughs> they wipe out your DNA. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Mark of the Beast, that was a good one, yeah. Oh, I saw that one, too. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you mean like a red hat? Mark on your forehead? Uh, just shut up. <laughs> Sit down. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on to uh, the thing that's filling up all of the news airwaves. And I'm, I'm approaching it in kind of a different direction. So, okay. in the United States, more than 600,000 people go missing every year. 92% of them are found. So that leaves 48,000 unaccounted for every year. Wow. 48,000 people go missing every year. Within the, Uni- the United States National Parks, there are more than 3,000 cases of uh, rescue, search and rescue missions within the national parks in this country every year. More than 3,000. More than 150 deaths just in national parks in this country every year. Why are we so, so focused on Gabby Petito? Are you really asking that question or do you know the answer? <laughs> well, I mean, there have to be there has to be more than one like young, cute blonde girl that goes missing every year. And we don't even hear this every year, but man, I mean, and don't get me wrong, the fact that She's went missing. Yeah, people should look for her. People should do everything that they and and of course they actually have found her at this point. Her remains. So yes, yeah, she was killed. It should be investigated. But why is it on all the news 
all the time for the last three days with I think, all the other people who have gone missing in the meantime. I think this one is intriguing because of the aspect with the boyfriend. That's the only reason why I think it is. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a documentary soon. Mm. On you know, uh, oh sure, right. Well, it's it's it's. I mean, it's not an annual news cycle, but there's a Gabby Petito every five years or so mm. that gets just as much traction. I mean, it's just got to be. Yeah, I mean, but I think what what Ray's saying is why is this one special than any other cute white chick that just I'm sure there's some. Well, you just got to pick one. I really just think I think it's the aspect of the, that the boyfriend. It's an it's a little bit interesting. Like the boyfriend drives back without her. I'm like, what is this guy? Come on, he's fucking guilty. Then he fucking disappears. You know, and and plenty of footage of her while she's on the on the trip. That might be another thing too. So it's made for TV. Sure. It's, yeah, it's perfect for TV. So hmm. it's because she's on Instagram all the time, and she's got some followers, and then suddenly she disappears, and that. So social media, and like, you can track the- it. Like, oh, I- they were here, and she filmed this, and then some body cam footage came out of a cut. Co- you know, it's, it's like a whole thing. Everybody gets to be a, their own investigator. Yeah, hmm. if it was just oh, the two of them were missing. Yeah, right. But how? I, I'm just saying, like, this isn't new. Yeah. Like, how is she different than Natalie Holloway? Who? I don't even know who that is. Hot blonde, eighteen year old girl down in the Bahamas uh, disappears. Right. Oh, but yeah, but she didn't get nearly as much coverage as this one, I would say. You think so? You think she uh, got? Yes. Oh. I would argue that our memories are short. <laughs> I would agree with you. Well, you know why I say that? Because the, the Natalie Holloway one, I remember briefly hearing about this, but this one I see all the fucking time. But it's because it's happening now. To, yeah. 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 Hot white girl syndrome, as far as missing person cases go, is, I mean, it's a. It's the perfect formula for an American crime story. <laughs> the media loves it. They always will. I mean, I, I think um, it was uh, Joy Reid called out the inherent racism in it today and was vilified by Fox News. Surprise. <laughs> sure. That's their that's their bread and butter. Right. That's fine. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's because uh, this new one looks like she could be a host on <laughs> Fox right? News. She will be. <laughs> or she would be. Mm-hmm. She yeah. would be. Uh, I mean, uh, I am, believe it or not, I am slightly intrigued in this one just because of the boyfriend aspect. I, I mean, it. if you Google a picture of Natalie Holloway, she's the same person mm. <laughs> as Petito. Like, wow, straight up the same person. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. I knew you could do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, she really is. Yeah, a little taller, I think. But I don't yeah. know. I don't. I don't really know the answer. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> They're so all we American have- girls. <laughs> Yeah. Pictures of both of these girls in Discord right now, and uh, I can't say Ian is wrong in any way. No, but I think I think we could agree with Joy Reid momentarily, though, and say this is. I mean, there are plenty of other interesting stories, but because they're not, you know, pretty white girls with long blonde hair, they just don't get Correct. the coverage. Correct. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. When I first saw this, I'm like, you got to be kidding me, another white chick. Yeah. Even though, even though I'm kind of like interested in this story, I'm like, yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing that is, is frustrating for me is it's so transparent as to how racist and 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 awful it is. I mean, yeah, her story is awful. I get it. I, I sympathize. But how many of others are there out there? There's forty eight thousand unaccounted for people every year in this country. They all have interesting lives and interesting stories and people that love them. Nah, I'm not all of them. Well, <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> right, but I, I, you, you are correct. I mean, even even things. 
with this profile. So to go back to my Natalie Holloway com- comparison, that creepy Dutch dude mm. who murdered, who ended up being convicted of her murder. Yeah. He killed like four other Puerto Rican girls mm. that you've never heard of and South American girls. Yeah. And then he killed Natalie Holloway and all of a sudden. Oh, you, it's, now you've you know, gone too far. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it It also just might be that, you know, there's a brief snippet somewhere, like in a local paper or something, and somehow it just gains traction. And then the national media is like, oh, people are interested in this shit. You know, yeah. it could be. But again, what I think what we're what we're seeing is, you know, 10 out of 10 times, it's a young, blonde, blue eyed white girl between the ages of 18 and 20. Yeah. Right. But what what we're saying, though, is that there's probably... 15,000 of those. Why, why is why did this how, how did how did how did this one get picked? Oh, I don't think that many of them are fit that criteria. That I mean blonde blue eyed is a, actually a reasonably low percentage of the population. Yeah. That's that's I think that's why they stand out cuz they're 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 the they are the minority mm. in in the missing mm. person cases. This True. Is, this is a missing person cases you can get behind. A missing, you know, 22-year-old Peruvian girl no one gives a shit. Right. Well, a few people do, but not enough. I'm sure they do, and they deserve mm. the attention and empathy that that these girls get, but they 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 don't, right? And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's pretty straight up racism, but yeah. that's just one man's opinion. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, acknowledging it is important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's racist, as it's just tone deaf. It's both. It is valuing uh, young white girls over young girls of color. She is more valuable to the media than the girls of color. No, I get that. And I'm just, but it's not like there was a choice to do one of two stories and one was black and one was white or one was, you know, Hmm. it's just, um, they just go and. Oh, they made that choice because there's plenty of other stories out there. Right. But they can't do 40,000 of them a a year. So, I mean, I mean, I don't know if someone's like, yo, get me a pretty white girl that's missing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure you could do that any any day, but. Yeah. Right, that's what that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but the fact that you've never seen one of these about anybody who wasn't white mm-hmm. is again, I I think it's tone deaf. I don't know if it's racist. It's just come on, people. It's 2021. Mm-hmm. But someone at some fucking news source must think, well, if we do a black girl, no one's going to watch. Is that what they think? That's what they must be thinking, yes. right? Yes, because it's all yes. about the money. It's all about wow. the eyeballs and the clicks. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know, I'm thinking about it. Every one of these crime docs that I watch, it's always fucking white people. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I think maybe just white people like to film themselves more than any other. <laughs> white people just think that they're more important than everybody else. Right. But I mean, like, you know, I, I need a documentary and I got, well, I got this white girl and I got this Puerto Rican girl. This white girl's got five years worth of Facebook live posts, right? <laughs> there's, there's material like, to work with. A, yeah, there's, I, I could make an hour and a half out of this easily. <laughs> I, I like the white people th- just think that they are more important than everybody else. And clearly, if you watch the news, they're not wrong. Yeah. yeah. All right. Unless somebody had something else about that, I was going to move on to some politics. Yay, politics. Well, this oh, is actually not this week. This this, <laughs> this is, week's a bad week, isn't it? Uh-huh. What in politics? Yeah, yeah, generally. But I'm. Is it this the week where all like all the wheels come off the bus? This is when the budget doesn't pass and the infrastructure plan falls apart, and we have to sit for fifteen months and see if the Democrats can pick up like 
a half dozen more seats so they can accidentally do something <laughs> while controlling both the, house and the president and the <laughs> Senate and the House. Right. Yeah. It's going to be an awesome week. Oh, yeah. I thought you were. I thought you were more referring to the uh, mainstream media of Joe Biden just fucking everything up, <laughs> you know, and being like, "Oh my God, how's he going to pull himself out of this one?" Because you got the drone strike, you have Afghanistan, you had France pull their <laughs> ambassadors back. Like, what is Joe Biden doing? And I'm like, was Joe Biden at a map moving shit around for a drone strike and said, "We need to bomb this building," mm. <laughs> and everyone was like, "No, sir." There's civilians in there. <laughs> I think it's funny you brought up two stories that I don't actually have on the list, but we can definitely. Oh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the the drone strike, I, I don't think you could blame Biden directly like that, no. but you can definitely bl- kind of put some blame on the fact that they they have definitely been upping the number, uh, the, the ability to take somebody out remotely and, and not just remotely from a drone, but like with at, at a distance intelligence wise like being able to make a decision like this this drone strike that he you know is getting blamed for it's really bad this guy was a humanitarian he was he had gone to a u.s base and picked up a bunch of water and was delivering it to his he worked at at like a shelter um he was delivering this water to his family and they took him out because they thought he was an active uh, car bomber because he had these big canisters in his car. There was canisters of water, and but, they killed kids with them. Yeah, and it but, just it is but, horrendous. It is, but remember yeah. the circumstances of when it happened too. This was a couple days after there was an an actual bombing at right. the airport in Afghanistan, and they were you know very keen to not let that happen again. So were right. mistakes made? Yes, mistakes were made. Was it a exceedingly high charged environment? Yes. It really, really was. And they did. I mean, how many American servicemen died? Eleven or something? Twelve. Like Twelve or thirteen. Yeah. Twelve or thirteen in the end. Yeah. Um. After the, the injured died. Yeah. So yeah, I think that did they overreact? Yeah but, yeah. but I mean, I have to assume this happens. This happens sometimes. You make a fucking mistake. Yes. Right. Yeah. I think it just that this one was so close to Afghanistan withdrawal that people are like, oh, see, Jerry's fucking up again. Yeah, it, and the, the mainstream media, I don't know, they got it out for him with this Afghanistan thing. They're like, is there, there's got to be? Do we have to go over this? Like, is there money involved somehow between yes. these news networks and Afghanistan? Yeah, clicks and eyeballs. Yeah, that's it. That's money. Yeah, okay, but uh, yeah, but I understand that. But we can always throw up a pretty white girl who's missing to get our fucking viewers. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, like, is there some corporate interest in, in staying in Afghanistan that is somehow related to? MSNBC, CNN, and all these other news, because I cannot figure out why they are so hell-bent on making this worse. Because outrage gets Uh, viewers. Yes. But nobody is really outraged, except for them. Right. But if they tell you enough that they're outraged, then maybe- You will be. You will feel outraged. See, I I don't believe that. I believe there's other ways to do that. I really think that there is some money involved here that I don't know about, like- who owns CNN? Do they do they have a vested interest in in something going on over there? Or is it just the fact that they've been shitting on a president for so long that they don't know <laughs> how to stop? I mean, that could be it too. I don't know, but like I just watched Savannah Guthrie interview Boris Johnson, right? Right? First thing out of her mouth, didn't America really fuck up in Afghanistan, Boris? And he's like, "Actually, I don't think so. I think they actually did a pretty good job under the circumstances. It was a pretty bad thing." And she's like, Come on, you can't really believe that. And he's like, I absolutely believe that. That's not easy. 
you know, getting out of there. And she's like, well, it was bad, but it was didn't have to be that bad, right? And he's like, who knows? And such, you know, things like, who can tell what's going to happen? Yeah. Like, she would not let it go. And I'm like, what is going on here? Why are you asking Boris Johnson about that? That's weird. How about you ask him about something going on in his country? Well, because he's an allied nation that was involved in the support and the withdrawal. And he's a world leader, so he has a little bit better perspective on these things than Savannah fucking Guthrie. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) Yeah, but if you're... She went to law school, Ian! (laughs) But it's kind of insulting, though. I mean, you're, you're talking to the leader of another country, and you're asking about your country. How about you just, you know... Ask about his country first. How's Brexit going? That's a good question. And then go talk about Afghanistan. I mean, I'll give Boris Johnson credit. He wouldn't fold. He was like, no, I think that went smooth as silk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd say that. but He's like, best you could hope for. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. And since we brought it up, the whole uh, France withdrawing ambassadors from the U.S. and Australia, if you don't know what was going on with that, I do blame Biden administration for this. And by blame, I don't know if it's a bad decision or Mm. if it's a good decision. It's going to piss France off for a while and it's good. Yeah, that's going to have a little bit of impact. But so what the Biden administration did was they agreed to sell to and and finance Australia with a nuclear powered submarine and to basically give some like tips and tricks on how to make them and that sort of thing. So the, the reason this upset France is because France had previously this year or late last year made a deal with Australia to provide them like half a dozen diesel powered submarines. And now that uh, Australia can get nuclear power, they're like, yeah, you can keep your diesel pieces of crap. Uh, we're, we're just going to cancel that deal. And France had based a lot of their economic growth on the sell, the sale of these submarines. So, it does have an economic effect in France because it doesn't just cancel the submarines. It cancels future military deals that France thought it was going to have with Australia. And like it, it's a huge impact for France. So, and, and then there's the question of, well, is it worth it in order to, you know, get Australia these, these submarines in, you know, pissing off our, our French allies? And really what the, I, I think it comes down to is, the South China Sea and the influence that China has there, uh, we really want to be friends with Australia, and we want them heavily armed. And we want – I heard – They're a huge ally right. for ours, and they are in the same territory as China, and we need them to be prepared because right. China is being super aggressive at the moment. So, yeah, it, it does make sense from a military and you know World War Three perspective, which is kind of scary. But I had heard that in some circles that people are saying, like, the reason that we're not making that big of a deal about this is because they, what they might be thinking is that Macron has an election coming up next year, and this might be more mm. more to help him get reelected than it has anything to do with an international stage thing. Like, like, like I'm sure there was talks about this, and I can't believe France would just go, that's it, I'm taking my ball and going home over this, <laughs> you know? Right. And so it's probably just like, yeah, go ahead, do what you got to do. If it makes you look good, you know. We're going to shake you know, our fists we, for a while, just so you know. Yeah. yeah. We know We know you'll be back. Yeah. I think. Well, I, there's also, I think, there's, a, there's also a component of France has always been the um, the non-proliferation, you know, adult voice in the room. 
for right. nuclear proliferation. So they, they have to take on that role as well. They still might agree that this is the best thing to do, but they can't just not say anything. Right. Yeah. So the argument is the, one of the arguments is uh, what, what's her name? Saki? Jen Saki. Yeah. Jen Saki, yeah. <laughs> uh, she, uh, she said that, well, look, France was informed before it happened. So, you know, they were fully informed and blah, blah, blah. And then the media's, the media's coming back and saying, you, you informed them like two days before. Meanwhile, they've had this deal for months. Now, is that the truth? Like, or mm -hmm. like you said, did the Biden administration contact France and say, look, we're going to do this. Sorry about this. We'll support you financially. And, you know, France just has to put on the show like you're talking about. Um, it, it's, it's hard to say because it's behind the scenes politics. We'll, we'll never really know. But I guarantee you that France is not going to be an enemy of the U.S. because of this. It's no. just going to be a, a little bit of an economic, you know, pretzel that the Biden administration has to handle. Yeah, because I can't imagine that there was no communication between the two of them. No. Right. At some point, you know, like, you know, or France got a, a hold of the information through some third party and was like, hey, wait a minute. And Biden's like, oh, fuck off, France. <laughs> and they're like, that's it. We're taking our ambassadors. Go ahead. <laughs> I really don't think that's the case. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, if Trump was still president, it would have gone down that way. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, and strangely enough, I, just before we started, I noticed that there's uh, Twitter is all a flutter because there's been a 6.0 earthquake in, in Australia. So I think things will calm down now because they have something else to talk about. They have their own, you know, earthquake, Gabby, <laughs> to distract them. <laughs> Sorry. Is Gabby going to become a meme now? That seems a little little too disrespectful. That could be our code for media distraction. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sure. That seems cruel. Yeah. It's a fucking Gabby. Open your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry for Gabby's family. Uh, yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Poor girl was just beaten to death by her boyfriend. And we're like, ah. Possibly a little too soon. Possibly. <laughs> All right, let's get on to – I actually was going for a lighthearted politics thing to begin no. with. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to that. Uh, Colorado governor. I don't know if you're aware of him, but he just recently made history again. Um, so he is, I think he's the first openly gay person to be elected a state governor. And now he is the first governor to get married, uh, while in office at a same sex marriage. Take that, Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what happened to that transportation secretary guy? Oh, he's a Jared. Right. That's true. His name is Jared. Jared Polis, I believe. Mm hmm. Uh, who just married Marlon Rice? Reese? I don't know how you pronounce that. Probably, I don't know. Right. So I, I, I'm hearing you, and uh, see, I feel like this is a stat on like a technicality. Oh, well, there have been tons of gay mayors, but he's the first gay governor. Mm. Right. Awesome. Awesome for you and your visibility. Congratulations to you and your new husband. Keep doing a good job in Colorado, I hope. Yep. Live yeah. a good life. The other thing that's awesome. The reason that, that I had to mention is because when he I don't know if there was tweet or on Facebook, but when he announced it on social media, he started it with the line marriage. <laughs> marriage is what brings us together today. And I read nice. that and I'm like, I am a fan of this guy. I Yeah, that's that's an easy sell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good for him. I hope he's doing well. I hope he doesn't try to buy a wedding cake. Right. <laughs> Well, he might be able to get in Colorado. <laughs> Maybe. 
Uh, another mm-hmm. thing that is, I, I mean, it's kind of good news. I don't think it's going anywhere, but uh, Senator Cory Booker is uh, reintroducing uh, the Do No Harm Act. If you remember, actually, we talked about this when it was originally introduced. So, it, you know, it's been a while, though. Do No Harm Act is an act to prohibit individuals and businesses from using religion to deny other people their civil rights. Hmm. So the Religious Freedom Restoration Act in uh, 1993 caused a whole bunch of problems that we basically have been talking about on this podcast, I don't know, since like uh, not day one, but (laughs) very close. And this, the Do Not Harm Act, Do No Harm Act is to like kind of put a little bit of a control on it so that you can't say religious freedom is the reason why I'm oppressing everybody. Like you mm. can't use your religion to take somebody else's rights away. So I hope it goes further. I mean, again, Democrats are in charge of the Senate, the House and the, the executive office. So, you know, you would think. filibuster. Yeah, but is this one that needs uh, 150,000 votes, even though right. there's <laughs> just... Exactly. Like, what's the rule on this one? <laughs> yeah. And again, has anybody asked Joe Manchin or Kristen Cinema how they feel? Right. <laughs> this, won't, this won't even get out of committee. Nope. <laughs> so that really leads into the next article that I had really easily, because there's an article by Paul Blumenthal, who is a reporter for Huffington Post, and he wrote up an article talking about how the filibuster's fate is already decided and that he is claiming that the filibuster is uh, going the way of the dodo, that they are going to uh, change the filibuster rules and uh, that the Democrats will continue to uh, to be in charge and that the filibuster is uh, in the end of its days. Oh. Well, So if you want to take... Go ahead. What, what I is, was going to say, he's putting the wrong spin on right. it, but maybe. So the Democrats won't do it, but what is the very first won't. thing that the Republicans will do? Yes. Filibuster will be- And then they will legislate ways so that it can't swing back the other right. way. So if the Democrats don't get Democrats rid of it- Democrats are a party of just garbage. Nothing but garbage- Weakness. Do nothing cowards. Yep. Here, here. Except Lieutenant Stone Cold. Maybe he'll get in there and do something. He will do nothing. <laughs> he'll try to do something. He won't even get elected. No, probably not. Pat Toomey's not even running, and he'll keep his seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to enact the the, uh, the Mitch McConnell law, where I get to pick my successor. Yeah. <laughs> Anything, if it's going any way that it is in Georgia, then, I mean, pretty much Georgia is solid Republican now. I don't have the details on all I don't even have I don't have an article or anything about Georgia but the laws and the rules that they're putting in place around voting uh yeah Georgia's red again 100% yeah despite the population <laughs> because they lost those two senate seats and mm. the republicans have just been changing everything they can to make sure that they stay in power or get the power back cheat got to cheat yep that's the only way they can win yep they are out. Unfortunately, it's very effective. Yeah. Yeah. Well, short term. When we let them, yeah. When we let them, right. I don't think long term it's very effective, but short term, super effective. I mean, How short term are you talking? Like the last hundred years? Short term? I mean, no. We've continued to sure nothing bad will happen in the next hundred years. <laughs> we have continued we'll to make we'll just wait them out. We've continued to make good progress in the last one hundred years. We are moving backwards at the moment. But we will continue to move forward. It's just we're gonna. I don't know how long the backwards motion is gonna. I don't know how long it's gonna last. 
Well, it's going to come to a head eventually. Yes. Because these people and their ideology are just being bred out of existence. Right. They're all dying. <laughs> yeah. It'll eventually be a, a point where they're trying to govern 300 or probably by then by 400 million people. And there's only 50 of them who think this way. Right. That's when the real civil yeah. war starts. <laughs> I mean, it's a question of whether know. they can, you know, the form... The rich are doing it pretty effectively now, 100% of the time. Well, yeah. Well, that... they still have 40% of the country behind them. They keep pushing the poor down and the middle class down into the poor. Yeah. Eventually, it, they'll turn. We won't be alive to see it. Mm-mm. No. Probably not. So the... Uh, I don't know how to transition to this. So hard <laughs> cut. The, the whole craziness on the right, I mean, it's getting... Like, I'm not going to bring up all the things we've been discussing in the last several weeks, but here's another one. We now have a Republican senator, Jim Risch, who, during a hearing, was asking, what is it, the Secretary of State? I'm trying to remember who he was blinking. Anthony yeah, Blinken, Secretary yeah. of State. He's asking him, because the Secretary of State obviously needs to be asked questions like this, he's asking who has the authority in the White House to push the mute, the mute button on Joe Biden and cut off the president's speaking ability. What? So the theory is that Biden is. Who lost asked him? It. Wait, wait, wait. Who asked him that? An, an Idaho Republican senator. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. So so not a U.S. senator who represents Idaho. This is a state senator from no, Idaho is, who is a Republican. No, no, federal is the senator oh. from no, Idaho. This is one of the two senators from Idaho. Yes. Holy shit! So. This guy's theory is that Joe Biden has lost it mentally, which I'm not getting into that oh, right now. fun game. Um, but <laughs> right. that there's somebody in the White House when Joe just starts rambling that they push a mute button so that you don't see him losing it on, on the air. <laughs> not a joke. He asked the Secretary of State. He said somebody in the White House has, has, White House has the authority to press a button, cut off the president's speaking ability. Who is that person? And Blinken's like, I what? I. There is no such person. Are you saying that there's no one in the White House who can cut him off because that happened yesterday and it happened a number of times before that? It's been widely reported that somebody is pushing the mute button and cutting off the president as he's speaking so that he does, doesn't embarrass him himself. Who what? is that person? Like, he seriously never thinks been reported. This, is, this is a thing. Wow. Did he point to the any of the reports that have been widely reported? No. Or did he just claim that there were reports? Uh, yeah, how did- how does Blinken not just go, show me? Yeah. Show me where this happened. Because apparently, Jen Psaki is the only person on the planet who has the ability to utter that sentence. Right. Whenever dummies from Newsmax and Fox challenge her, she says, like who? And they go, well, I, I, right. when, I don't know. When did that Former happen? President Trump? <laughs> yeah. So there, there has there has been things reported on Fox News about this. And what is actually happening is the same thing that has happened for a very long time. It's been enhanced because of COVID. So there is a very large reporter pool. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to follow the president around. Everybody wants some screen time. They want to record him for a while. So they have to swap out. Not all the rooms where the president is in, not all those rooms have enough room for all those reporters. That's so they always have been to true. Swap, they yeah. have to swap out. So you'll see one person recording a bit for a while, and then they're told, all right, your time's up. We got to get the next person in, and they swap reporters. Um, and this happens, this has happened, as far as I know, since there have been, like, reporters, um, you know, cameras. 
Yeah. But uh, apparently that's their evidence is that you get part of a report and then it goes away and you can pick up the report on, you know, another media that is in the room at the time. They don't swap everybody out. It's just kind of like one at a time swapping people in and out. So they all get a, a time period and it's never on anything ridiculously important. It's always <laughs> on the lesser, uh, you know, the lesser stories. But that's that's their evidence that, uh yeah, there's a mute button, and somebody in the White House is saving Joe's skin by hitting it. Wow. I'm surprised you didn't ask about the 80% scale White House over at, uh, what's his name? Oh, State. right. <laughs> on, uh, on that dude's ranch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Now, I, I, now I'm not even going to follow it up that much. <laughs> like, I know that, that he, I don't mean he was joking, haha, but unless Senator Risch has only been alive for let if is he a 10 month old infant <laughs> not that I, i'm aware of then he definitely knows that there's no such person he's definitely been awake for the last four years where a game show host who couldn't string together a full sentence in english was allowed to give press conferences with no mute button to to, to suggest that Biden is somehow too incompetent to speak and they have someone editing his speeches like with a live mute button i just why are Republican senators allowed to bring anything to the table that isn't? Mm. It's just—it's just such a fucking clown show. Also, Jeff just, just mentioned that he is a junior state senator. He's not in the main. Okay. Yet. Well, interestingly though, he's the junior state senator, but he's also—if you see the picture of him—he's around uh, minimum sixty. He's not a—he's not a young person. Right. Yeah, but you know what? He might be one of these people. And again, he's either one—he's either lying or a dummy. D- yeah. Those are the only two options, right? He's Seventy-eight. <laughs> right. And it's very possible that, and this is what I was asking, he is a state senator. Mm. He's not a U.S. senator, no, no, am I no, correct? No, U.S. senator from the state of it, Idaho. Oh. Yeah, junior senator. Jeez, that's not a state senator. He, he's still, he has been a senator representing Idaho since 2009. He's been there for 12 years. He's junior because there's the other senator from right. Idaho has been there longer. Right. Correct. I understand that terminology. I just... I was not under. I'm getting two conflicting reports. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I, I, was- I must have re- uh, misread what uh, Jeff wrote. Nope, you didn't. Oh. He was just mistaken. That's okay. That's totally fine. I was just curious because I know if if you're talking legislators at the state level, I mean, legislators at a national level are kind of like any dummy. But I mean, really. <laughs> but senators, they're usually mm, yeah. This guy. I mean, it's, it's just a charlatan. Yes. He's a no. He he, he yeah. did it but for the clicks the re- and the eyeballs. Yeah. But the right. the reason why I said it's either he's dumb or he's lying is because I can't tell you how many times I'm scrolling down Facebook and some fucking Trump supporting mouth breather that I'm friends with posts a video of proof of Biden having brain damage and it's a speech, but they slow it down by like two times. So mm. it looks like he's slurring his words and they take that as gospel. So again, I- this 78 year old man <laughs> is accusing a 78 year old man. <laughs> Of being too old to hold office? Yeah. There you go. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, he's cognitive. Joe Biden's not. He's got brain damage. (laughs) Do your own researching. (laughs) I wish I was a free thinker like these people. It is the height of absurdity. The truth's out there. You just got to dig really hard to find it. Wow. All right, that's all I got on politics. Let's just religious nonsense real quick. Uh, there is a new version of Mormonism. I think I mentioned this at the beginning. Uh, Mormons have a new kind of spawning off a new sect 
that has taken on some of the QAnon theories Uh-oh. and canonized them as doctrine of their faith. Wow. Oh, this will turn out well. Ooh. Yeah. So there were tons of QAnon theories out there, right? Well, this guy, um, I don't have his name in front of me, but there's a group of Mormons who have sh- splintered off and they believe in several of the Q's things. And they also believe that um, Brigham Young ruined Mormonism, that Joseph Smith had it right and was never a polygamist. And Brigham Young came in and changed some things around and, and screwed up Mormonism. And the people who are in charge of Mormonism now are like worshipers of Brigham Young and they, they've screwed up the religion. So they're going to splinter it off. And uh, so they believe that uh, Noah was a conspiracy theorist until it started to rain. So that's what that's their excuse as to why they can be conspiracy theorists. Uh, they say, don't get the uh, vaccine. It's deadly. Even though the uh, Mormons have supported the vaccine, uh, Nelson, Russell Nelson, who's the current president of LDS Church, uh, has said, you know, go out, get the vaccine because you're, you're helping to save lives. But don't get the vaccine because they're all wrong. They say that they have been warned about globalist elitist plans for the world. Um, and they believe that these globalists are coming in force for the people. Jews. <laughs> uh, it is it is really kind of crazy. Apparently, t- up to 21% of Mormons queried say that they believe in at least some of the QAnon conspiracy theories. Uh, <laughs> is that surprising considering what they already believe? Right. Right, exactly. If, if you can set aside logic to believe in something that you, you center your life around, why would you not, you know, make the leap to Q? That makes perfect sense. I am shocked by the, the shitting on Brigham Young, though. Yeah, that's, that's surprising. Yeah, the guy's name who I couldn't find before, Denver Snuffer. Wait, that's Denver a, Snuffer? Denver Snuffer. <laughs> uh, he is leading, at least in some ways, leading the movement um, online, uh, the claiming apostasy among leaders of the dominant faith. So he says that they are committing apostasy for hmm. following the, you know, the, the teachings of Brigham Young. Uh, he is leading the remnant movement and um, split, splintering off from the LDS church. Huh. Interesting. Are they? Tr- I wonder if the main church is trying to stop them. Like, I mean, they're completely trying to discredit everything that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, sure. Absolutely. They're taking money out of their pockets. It makes perfect sense. Going to fight against them because, as we've determined, it's all about the money. Right. And control. So there's another article that I uh, kind of somewhat related because when I got into the whole Mormonism thing and looking at how many of them believe in the QAnon bullshit. So there's an article on fastcompany.com that talks about the different uh, different religious groups and where their beliefs are as far as like COVID. Um, Protestantism is where all most all of the COVID anti-vax believers are. Now, that's because Protestantism is a that's wide a- range of groups. Yeah, that, that, that's yeah, a big umbrella. Yeah. Uh, Catholicism, most of them, I mean, they, they initially po- opposed Johnson & Johnson vaccine, but then they changed their minds, and uh, they said that it's not from aborted fetuses, and the Pope has endorsed it. So the Catholics are pretty much on the on the train. Islam, 
for the most part, the imams were a little uh, leery at first because there was a rumor that the vaccines contained pork. However, <laughs> they researched it and they have, they now, uh, the Islamic Society of North America now says there are no pork products used. The shot would not break Ramadan fast. Um, and they encourage Muslims to get vaccinated. Judaism, we've already talked about a little bit. Uh, the Union of Orthodox Jews, uh, yeah, they're all for getting the vaccine, saving people's lives. Mormonism, for the most part, Russell Nelson has uh, called the vaccine a godsend. The Church of Scientology takes a turn. They uh, have a reputation for being anti-vax, but the church itself is not taking a stance on immunizations. Hmm. People got to go see Tom Cruise movies. Yeah. <laughs> <Good laughs> All right. <laughs> but they're not encouraging. That's true. They're not discouraging. All their power base is Hollywood. Right. So. So really, the groups that oppose the vaccines, you've got Christian scientists, which. Yeah, they oppose everything. So. Yeah. Right. Uh, the Dutch Reformed Church. And then you've got a whole bunch of subset of Protestant denominations who most of which uh, believe in faith healing. That are mm. against vaccinations. And new Mormonism. <laughs> and, and new, new Mormonism. Mormonism. <laughs> so for the most part, the religious groups are doing all right. But I was dying when you were talking about the Muslims and the the question of whether there might be a pork product in there mm-hmm. and whether it might break the fast of Ramadan. <laughs> and I was like – and again, we've probably said this a million times, but I'm like, God, religious people are so fucking dumb. <laughs> I'm just, like, like – <laughs> Really think about like how ridiculous that sounds. Yeah, you'd be like, "Oh man, a life saving vaccine and this and this virus," but I don't know. There might be some pork crackling in there, right. and uh, God doesn't want me to break that fast. So I guess I got to. I'm coming, my lord. <laughs> I mean, the thing the thing that always puzzles me is if you believe in an all knowing, all powerful God, why can you not make the leap that the God has provided you with the scientists that make the vaccine? That's such a simple leap to make. Nope, they use pork. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's it, yeah, it goes back to the it's the same as the uh era of the, the little wire around New York. Like your beliefs mm. are just weird. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't really believe it. If you think God is fooled by a wire around Manhattan, you're you're lying. You're just lying. Excuse me, doctor, is this the kosher vaccine? I can only have the kosher <laughs> vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and then we've got the silliness that is Nicki Minaj. I know that I, I, I don't know that you guys actually wanted to talk about what she did, but we were off for two weeks and I have to, I had to bring it up. So Nicki Minaj tweeted, I don't know, a week and a half ago or so that she's had, she's not sure about getting the vaccine because her cousin's friend in Trinidad got the vaccine and his testicles swole up and he is now impotent. So She's she's just not sure. She has hesitancy uh, because of this. This has caused. And he, she's and, and worried he, about her testicles. And he was going to get married, and his wife left him. Right. Mm. Or his fiance uh, left uh, him because uh. of his swollen balls. <laughs> so this has caused so much uh, hysteria. One, Nicki Minaj has a huge following, and the fact that she's influencing them to not get vaccinated is just that's come on. Take some responsibility. Don't don't do that shit. But people in the U.S., people in Trinidad have spent money trying to verify her story. 
the health what, what is it the 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 guy in charge of the the health minister in Trinidad uh Dr. <laughs> Terence wow I shouldn't even started this name uh <laughs> Dalasing I don't know how you pronounce that but the health minister of Trinidad went on air to say that they took time to research this story to find the person not only could they not locate a person with swollen testicles they said they did a search they asked other countries is this true? And they could not find one case of swollen testicles related to the vaccine. Official <laughs> medical people are looking into this because Nicki Minaj tweeted. <laughs> Meanwhile, get, getting COVID can actually impact your fertility. Getting COVID, not getting the vaccine, but getting COVID. And STDs do as well. So, And now Joe Biden, the president of our United States that we live in, the country we live in, it's getting shot questions about Nicki Minaj's friends, cousins, <laughs> and large testicles. We then, did in- you see Nicki Minaj said she was getting a little movement on the situation because the White House invited her to come down there so they could talk to her and find out about these swollen testicles, to which the White House was like, nope, we said we'd give her a call like we'd give anybody a call who needs medical information and has got it wrong. <laughs> and then Nicki Minaj said, fuck you, what am I, lying? About going invited to the White House, and everyone was like, "Yes, you're probably lying about the balls." So, yeah, <laughs> yes, you are lying. <sighs> what is the matter with this world, where somebody, a singer with no medical degree, <laughs> no nothing, makes a statement in 140 characters, and people, we spent money on it. <laughs> yeah, we live in the, in the stupidest timeline. We really do. Yeah. All right. Meanwhile, I've got some other actual facts about COVID-19. This one, I I don't know. Uh, As of Tuesday night, 663,913 people in the United States have died of COVID-19. According to uh, the data uh, based on Johns Hopkins and uh, the census, that means that one in 500 Americans have died from the virus. Wow. Out of every 500 not- people, one one has died from COVID. Phew. That's a big number. It is. It's, we, we surpassed the flu of 1918 at this point. Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. Wow. Yep. I think yesterday it passed it. USA. USA. <laughs> I knew we could do it. <laughs> <laughs> Had no doubt. Well, no, I thought we would do better than this, honestly. I was sorely disappointed. Well, Biden fucked it all up. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Classic Biden. Uh, I do have actually two since we missed last week. Mm. Pastor Bob Enyart. Uh, he is a pretender in science. Of of science, he has a show called Real Science Radio, oh. which does anything but real science. He is a pastor, and he spouts all sorts of. I mean, you know, Christian scientist bullshit, including the fact that COVID nineteen was fake. God heals disease when you're spiritually pure. Oh, by the way, he died of COVID-19. Um, so apparently he wasn't spiritually pure, if, you know, just go on by that theory. I want to say sorry, but eh, womp womp. No, <laughs> don't care. Yep. Another one, QAnon COVID denier Veronica Wolski insisted on being treated with ivermectin. Uh, while hospitalized with COVID-19, uh, very clearly at one point saying that she, well, she's 
gone into stores not wearing a mask, she's caused a whole bunch of uh, uproar in stores. And, you know, she's that type of person. Um, well, she was that type of person. Uh, she has now died from COVID-19 as well. Uh, again, there was a website. I don't have it in front of me, but there's a website. I think it's, uh, what was it? Sorry, anti-vaxxer or something like that. Uh, there's no. a whole list of people who are anti-vaxxers who have now died from uh, COVID-19. You know, if you want to go and gloat, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Whoa. there's the subreddits of COVID ate my face, leopards ate right. my face. Uh, yeah. Yeah, leopard ate my face. Yeah. It's not as focused. No. You do have to deal with the occasional Brexit post. Yep. <laughs> Herman Cain Award, that's another good one. Yeah. Right. Cathartic. Um, so, ate my face. <laughs> uh, a positive note, a uh, federal judge has upheld New Mexico governor's vaccine mandate. Uh, so there's a mandate, I think it was uh, hospital workers, uh, people in public health. Yeah, they put out a mandate saying, yeah, if you're, you need to, if you work for the government, you work in the healthcare system, you need to be vaccinated. You you deal with people, you're, if you're not vaccinated, you're really not helping. And uh, yeah, judge upheld the mandate. So at least, you know, some states are trying to do it right. Mm. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, in Idaho, the entire state is in complete crisis mode. There are hospitals that are making decisions in Idaho now as to who they can take. Uh, can I give a recommendation of check to see if they were vaccinated? Mm. Um, and if not, yeah, they can stay outside. Well, it's an They're interesting- They're the ones that made the choice. Yeah, it's an interesting moral dilemma, though, because they are in greater need at that point in time, regardless of what decisions they made in the past. It's a, a moral argument that um, doctors have protocol for, and it, it's not going to go the way that you want it to go. Right. What's that? For getting these people medical care? Yeah. Well, I want them to get medical yeah. care. That's the direction I hope it goes. It's, right. Yeah, but they're, but making it, it, they're making decisions. They're having to triage because all right. of their ICU beds are full. Actually, in some cases, all of their beds are full. They've expanded uh, the COVID, you know, to various wings of the hospital. And um, they're, they're having to turn people away who are not in dire need. But are and yet it, in dire need. So they're cancer patients. Um, there are, are stories of people dying from um, heart attacks in the emergency rooms because of the delay in care. I mean, people are being impacted yeah. in what... Oh, for sure. At, the impact is real. I'm just saying we can't, you yeah. know, pick and choose who we treat. Right. I, 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 I do understand the, the gratifying feeling of, you know, leaving the unvaccinated to die. But You can't. I mean, it's definitely a health care is a right. Yeah. Not... Yeah. I mean... Right. I can't, I can't draw the line with just COVID. Right. Because, the, you know, that would just make everything too sketchy. You can't tell me that... You know, I don't know. Smokers, people that don't wear seatbelts. Jared needs some kind of health care, and they say, no, sorry, we can't help you. You chose to smoke a cigarette every day for the last 30 right. years. I'd be like, fuck you, help him. Right. I haven't been smoking since I was 16. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, 29 years? It's a slippery slope that you just cannot go down. Right. You can't have a doctor making a moral judgment as to who. Right. Yeah. You can't have them turning away fat people because they made a lifelong choice of right. snacks. bad decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. I, I wish people would get the vaccine. I wish they would stop making dangerous choices for themselves. <laughs> but, uh, you know, unfortunately, there's a laundry list of bad decisions that cause health problems. Uh, you just got to try to do the best you can for everybody. Right. right. But in Idaho, uh, things are likely not going to get better anytime soon. So there's a doctor who refers to the vaccine as needle rape. Ugh. Oh, God. 
Uh, nah. This doctor has now been appointed to Idaho's Central Dist- District Health Board. <sighs> so now he's going to be making decisions on the health board. And yeah, he's an anti-vaxxer. I just can't, I can't even comprehend taking somebody who is against vaccinations and putting them on a health board while there's a pandemic going on and your state is in crisis mode because you don't have enough hospitals or workers to help people. Who put him there? Who appointed him? I don't know because there's an ad blocker thing on it and I'm having trouble loading the article. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it. Wasn't there like, uh, like... Whether when when Obama was in office or Bush, that the head of the of the Senate Science Committee was like a big time religious dude mm. and hated science, and I'm like, yeah, that that tracks for our country. That makes sense yeah. for sure. <laughs> and, and I'm with Jeff. It's Idaho. It's probably Senator Rice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Republicans took near control over the Ada County Commissioners Board, and they moved quickly to replace sitting health officials, loyalists on the uh, on the health board. You're right. So it's the the local Republicans. Right. All right. Ugh. Glad I'm not in Idaho. Just when you thought Florida was bad. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Jeff. (laughs) All right. Final thing I've got. I wanted to throw this up here because, again, it kind of relates to what we were talking about, people making uh, poor health decisions. But there are several. This this came out on uh, the Center for Inquiry. Uh, There are several myths about obesity and dieting. (laughs) And I thought it was interesting uh, and, and wanted to point some things out. Myth. Eating a high carb diet leads to weight gain. So they, uh, I don't know how much of a myth that is. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you eat a high carb diet, continue to eat everything else and a ton of carbs, it turns out you're putting a ton of calories into your body. And if you're not exercising enough to burn off those calories, you're going to gain weight. But it's not the fault of the carbohydrates. Yes, carbohydrates do tend to be high in calories, so you will get those calories maybe faster. But uh, a high-carb diet, if you if you focus on just the carbs and you keep your calorie level what it should be, um, the studies studies have shown that uh, that doesn't necessarily cause weight gain. So it's not the fact that you're eating carbs is the fact that you don't stop eating carbs. <laughs> right. It's just a question of... you also of, eat it with a, with a banana split. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just calories in and calories out. It's simple math. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the second myth, losing weight quickly is not a good strategy for long-term weight loss. The only truth to this is losing weight quickly, depending on how you do it, can be dangerous. Uh, you're, 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 I mean, cardio and there's all sorts of things that can be affected if you lose weight too quickly can be an impact to your system. But just because you lose weight quickly, as opposed to losing it slowly over time, that doesn't mean that you're going to gain it back faster. No. I mean, if you don't, but if you don't change your diet, if you don't change the things that you eat, you are going to go back to the weight you were before you lost weight for whatever reason. That's the bit, that's the biggest problem with losing weight fast is. Yeah. Definitely. If you just go back to eating, you know, pizza and, and pizza rolls yeah. every day, then you're going to put it back on. <laughs> uh, the third myth that they cover in this, artificial sweeteners <laughs> cause weight gain. Um, that's not true. As it turns no. out, generally people think that because, well, I switched to Diet Coke instead of regular Coke and I, I'm still gaining weight. Well, you didn't change anything else. Like, right. the, it's not the, the sweetener, the artificial sweetener's fault. Right. Not directly. It is because the uh, cellular makeup of the artificial sweeteners does not fit appropriately with the sweetness receptors 
in your body. So your body continues to crave sweetness even after eating the artificial sweetener, which tends to lead to weight because gain. Yeah, that's what I heard. Right, because yeah. you, continue, you continue to have the need to put something in your face because it's not Correct. meeting that need. Yeah. Right. Correct. But it's not, it's not the chemical makeup of the artificial sweetener. No, it is not the zero-calorie no. artificial semi-poison that you're putting in your body. Yeah, it's not going to make you gain weight. It's just going to give you cancer no. to break. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look into stevia. It's I think it's natural. It's, it still oh, doesn't help well, because it won't actually make you less hungry. But at least it's not with some weird chemical that causes cancer in lab rats. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I use uh, artificial sweetener in my coffee every day. I have at least two equals, mm-hmm. like one in each cup of coffee, and I don't crave like sweetness during the day. Well, did, did you before you started using the sweetener? I mean, just coffee is probably meeting the need that you have at the moment. The sweetener is just. To, I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just saying. Like, at, at, you know, during the course of the day, like after I've drank my two cups of coffee, I'm all like, God damn, I want like a fucking chocolate bar or something. No, no like, I don't get like that. No, I mean the point is that if you're craving a chocolate bar and you have a diet coke in replace of the chocolate bar, the desire for the chocolate bar doesn't go away. If you didn't desire a chocolate bar to begin with, you're fine. Oh, okay. You're, so you're saying be, because I'm not drinking the coffee to crave my to get rid of my sweetness craving, I'm just drinking it. Right. The coffee. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Um, I, I I like little facts like that, and you know, myths and uh, what what do they call it? Um, urban legend kind of things. Um, mm. Speaking of myths, Grinch just asked if I was thin, or he says you're pretty thin, right? <laughs> you sound thin. What? I sound thin. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I'm at my top fighting weight. <laughs> so I have a I have a last thing. Okay. So um, a very large university in the middle of Pennsylvania has a dashboard which shows vaccination status of its employees and its students, and I found it fascinating. So the student population um, is about eighty five percent or higher vaccinated. That's all good. Academic personnel are at ninety six percent. Um, high-paid administrative staff are at 98%. The non-union staff is at 84%. And the union staff are at a slightly lower percentage. Would anybody like to hazard a guess? Union staff being... Slightly lower than 84? Slightly. 78%? I, slightly is probably not the right word. Oh, so not, not slightly. slightly. Dramatic. Dramatically. The union... So the unionized labor at an undisclosed <laughs> university... The union staff, to be specific, are the um, uh, facilities, hands-on work. It, it's what you consider, you know, normal union work. Correct. That's the that's the people we're yes. discussing who have their office at some sort of physical plant. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So slightly was a joke. Yeah. Oh. Um, I would say that forty-two percent. Before you said anything, I was going to just interject and say, "Nope, too high." <laughs> okay. <laughs> no other guesses? 12%? 36. 27%. 26.6% 26. to be precise. 26% of the union staff. Everybody else is above 85%. 84%, 85%. 26%. And that is the problem in, in a nutshell in this country when it comes to vaccination. True. Yeah. Strange that people who are, are like, you know, generally higher educated tend to, to think that getting a vaccine is is the thing to do yeah but i mean it's it's not a quite it's a yeah it's it's higher education level it's um peer pressure 
It's, there's a whole bunch of components that go into it. But you know, when you're talking about an 85% average to a 26% average, that's remarkable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why we can't have nice things anymore. It is. That's why I can't go out and see Shang-Chi. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> And it's Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. <laughs> I knew it was coming. You, you, you fucking racist. <laughs> All right. Uh, anybody have anything else? Negative. Okie dokie. Nope. All right. Then that's going to be it for this week. Uh, I want to thank our patrons for supporting the podcast, especially those of you who could join us. Alpha, Cringe, Heston, Kickson, and Jeff. Really do appreciate the fact checking and the, uh, <laughs> the meme images as we, uh, maybe not the meme so much, but. Only because they interrupt. Um, if you <laughs> if you enjoy this podcast, there are several ways you can support it. You could uh, share the podcast on social media, leave a review for us on iTunes, or support us on Patreon. We do appreciate it. Uh, if you want to contact us, again, facebook.com slash profaneargument or tweet at profanearg. Uh, also, I want to encourage people to please check out other shows on the soon-to-be-named network. It is soon-to-be-namednetwork.com. A uh, whole slew of uh, other podcasts of various types for your listening pleasure. Uh, again, thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you. Tired of pretending, wishing I was in